Welcome to the Van Bushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Van Bushi Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Van Bushi. And this is the Van Bushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Hi, sweetie. I'm great. Everything is wonderful on my end. Beautiful, what, late winter day? Uh, well, by the time they he- uh, hear this, it's going to be in the mid-70s. So okay. nice, nice spring right. day. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, it warming up gradually. You know, like I said, beautiful weather. Everything is going good. Uh, I can't really think of anything to complain about. We're wrapping up with Black History Month. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about some, you know, lovely things that we viewed on the TV set. On the small screen, correct? I hope so. Okay. Uh, well, um, you know, it's the weekend and we have the SAG Awards that are going to be premiering. You might actually have the SAG Awards on in the background while you're uh, listening to us, of course. Um, and you know what, Ma? is getting close to the NBA playoffs. And you know that part. You know I love the NBA playoffs. Like, it doesn't even count until the playoffs start. So I'm excited about that. But I want to ask you, Ma, a quick question. I don't know if you heard, but Ellen Pompeo was her last night on uh, Grey's Anatomy. And uh, are you going to miss her on uh, Grey's Anatomy? You know, I was never uh, a regular viewer of the show. In fact, I'm not even sure I've seen one entire episode in all the years that it's been on. Really? I Really. Uh, I am a big fan of um, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes, yes. I'm a huge fan of Shonda Rhimes, but that show in particular and those characters in particular uh not so much i mean back in the day i think when isaiah washington was on there in the very beginning this is her 19th season uh, yeah well back at back at that time i sort of knew more about the show not because i watched it but because there was so much buzz going on about it you know yeah but um no, you know, I haven't kept up with the show at all, so I will not miss it because I have not been a regular fan. But like I said, miss um, her, you mean? Uh, yeah, well, the show is still on. Oh, She's well, I didn't see. I'm really out of it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, good for her. I'm glad she's gone. I've heard some things from her I didn't like. Goodbye. No, I won't miss you. All right, right. Let's tell everybody what we're sipping on. An oldie but goodie. We're going to do some Noble Wolf vodka, Ma. So you All want right. to start us off? Shout out to Noble Wolf. All right, everyone, raise your glass to long life and prosperity, health, wealth, happiness, and Black History Month. Salud. Black History Month. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, delicious. Really good. <laughs> it really is smooth, guys. Okay, we really, really and truly do like Noble Vodka. Um, it's one of our favorite vodkas. Okay, so, Ma, um, we are going to talk about our February uh, book of the month for our Bambushi Happy Hour book club, Between the World and Me. And it's by Tanahasi Coates. Coates. This book was published in 2015 and won the National Book Award for Nonfiction and was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize for General Nonfiction. You know, this book has been around for a few years. They even did a special about it with Oprah 
Felicia Rashad, Angela Davis, Angela Bassett, and Maharsha Ali, and many more. And since it's Black History Month and Ron DeSantis wants to ban this book for educational purposes, I thought it was right for us to celebrate it. My, uh, there's not much more to add to it. It's an open letter to Tanahashi's at the time 15 year old son about the realities of the black men that black men face in America. Right. Um, I thought it was beautiful, uh, poignant. Um, it was very familiar. And, um, you know, that my favorite quote from it was the entire narrative of this country argues against the truth of who you are. So. Yeah, and you know what? Well, I co-signed on everything you said, daughter. There's not much more to say except to say that I highly recommend this book. It is wonderful. I recommend that you, if you have any uh, teenage children, that they read it. I recommend that you you read it as an adult. Um, and it was just compelling, and it was just the truth, uh, you know, as told by the author you know and it is the truth that so many millions of us live mm -hmm. uh it is compelling and uh you know like i said i'm a huge fan and recommended highly uh at any point not just for black history month but at any point and for any group and 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 for right and for all groups not just african-american for everyone mm -hmm. in particular in this country but even you know even internationally right. you know just a wonderful wonderful book a wonderful and compelling story uh you know i i give it a a top shelf oh absolutely top, top, top shelf oh for sure okay so we're going to transition into a couple of movies that we watched this week and one um is a little bit more serious subject matter which is based on a real life story, uh, The Silent Twins, starring Letitia Wright, and everybody knows her from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, and we have Tamara Lawrence. And these are the twin sisters, and obviously they're black, uh, Jennifer, June and Jennifer Gibbons, who grew up in Wales, and uh, they were, I think, maybe the only black students in their class for a, a while in the 60s and the 70s. And they became known as the silent twins because they refused to communicate with anyone but themselves at, at a certain point. Um, and they uh, created some crimes and ended up in a um, mental institution that is infamous for, uh, you know, what is it, serial killers, just like uh, bad uh, criminals. Uh, so Ma, what are your thoughts on the silent twins? Uh, my thoughts are that there were some serious mental health issues going on because they also did not communicate with their parents. It wasn't just a story about them being the only um, African-American children in school, you know, where they may have felt isolated, but they had each other because they always did speak to each other. Mm -hmm. And then the, the real, this real story is that they had a language that they spoke to each other that no one else understood. Mm -hmm. And, um, they didn't speak to their parents. They didn't speak. They had an older sister. They had a, a, a niece. They had other siblings. 
and um, they didn't speak to anyone. They didn't need, at one point they did not even speak to their parents. Right. They started speaking a little to their parents, and then as they got older, they gradually, you know, just did not communicate with their parents at all. Right. And they lived in the same home, and they were writers. They were very prolific writers. Mm-hmm. You know, they wrote a lot and everything, but they did not communicate with other people. Uh, uh, almost never. Right. Or almost never. And um, so, and one sister was dominant over the other sister. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. I don't want to tell the whole, I don't well, know you if don't you've have to seen tell it. the whole story but, yet. But let's just say. I hadn't heard of the story and you did. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. it's a very interesting story. And, 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 yeah. and you know, it was just, it. you know, as, as far as what the audience is allowed to see, you really never do reach anything that was so traumatic in their life that, you know, they would stop speaking to everyone. Well, well, let me ask you this. I hope it's not giving away too much. Do you think the racism that they faced, do you think that was an issue as to why they behaved the way they did? Not not why they behaved that way toward their family. No. Okay. No. Uh, because, Because they're not unusual from so many other... Uh, children with black skin who have been the victims of racism. Okay. You know, uh, you know, uh, or or any kind of ism that okay. you know is out there that's different. Why would that cause you to not? To me, that doesn't fully explain why they stopped speaking to their parents. It would explain why they didn't want to speak to the other students. Mm-hmm. It would explain why they felt they only had each other in school. Mm-hmm. It could, clearly, it would explain that. Mm-hmm. But why would it explain why you don't communicate to the teachers? Why don't you communicate? And they had a loving family. Mm-hmm. And they had a very comfortable uh, life. Mm-hmm. They weren't poor. The father was in the home. The father was a, a air controller person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the father was well employed. Mm-hmm. And uh, why would they not? The father did care. The mother did they care. They were very much involved I, I, with their kids so from the beginning not, to right. the it end did, of the story. It did not explain that they encountered racism. I don't know how much racism they actually encountered because it was, I mean, I don't know that they encountered extreme racism. Well, you saw some of the things I saw. I saw, I saw a, I saw a couple. Well, we don't have to go into yeah, details. Yeah, but, well, what I'm saying is that I never saw any attempt to discuss that with the authorities gotcha. in the schools. I never saw anything. And I saw parents that were involved with their kids. Right. So I, I, I there was definitely some mental health issues going on here. So you think maybe if they were born 15, 20 years later that things would have would have been different for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. They would have been treated completely differently. Yeah. Yeah, completely differently. And so, and like I said, and the parents were pretty enlightened. They were. You know, yeah. They they were enlightened and they didn't try to isolate their and children. No, they did. A, they tried everything. They had them horseback riding yeah, at one point. Yeah. They would, they did everything that they could. And so, and there was what there was severe mental illness and one sister was subservient to the other. Oh, yeah. And and, yeah. and so I don't want to yeah. give away so everything. T- so but, tell me yeah. what you what you give it. What what's your rating? Oh, I I gave it I gave it a high premium. Okay, what, I gave it a high premium. I gave it I gave it around a seven. 
so a seven premium. Okay, yeah. um, I'm somewhere in there with you. Um, I was was thinking seven. I was thinking somewhere between six point five and seven premium. Uh, I thought it was um, a, a, the story is definitely interesting and unique, and it is a true story. Uh, my issue was maybe in with the actual script as far as there were some things that were missing to for me as to why there was never really an explanation as to why they were silent. Like you yeah, said. yeah. So that was that was that, odd. That we, that we you always looking. For what is that thing right. that makes them not? But then there was that one dominant sister who was telling the other sister, "Don't say anything. Shh, be quiet, and don't say anything." And then the submissive submissive sister listened, right? You know, but yet they used to fight each other, right? Yeah, so it's very strange. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, definitely uh, worth a watch, guys. The Silent Twins. I think it's on Peacock now. Yeah. All right. Um, our second movie of the week is Sharper. Starring Julianne Moore, Sebastian Stan, John Lithgow, uh, Justice Smith, and Brianna Middleton. And it's really difficult to explain to you guys what this movie is about without telling you it's a lot of twists and turns and it's all revolving some con artists. And so that's really where I'll leave it at that. Uh, I will say that I enjoyed this film. Um, I never knew what was coming. Um, I love the way it was told. It told it from um, each character's perspective. And um, it definitely was um, a fun ride. Some of it was, you know, just really unbelievable. Flaky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it was, but it was still really entertaining and yeah. well acted. Um, yes. And I'm just going to go quick and say I'm going to give it a, a low, pre a low not low premium, a low top shelf eight. Okay, uh, I I like Sharper so much, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty creative, pretty creative, and I I loved uh, without telling I love the ending whether you consider it good or bad or not whatever I love the ending and uh, I love the character development each character you sort of knew their history you sort of got some insight into where they were coming from and then that helped you sort of figure out the picture or you thought you were going to figure out the plot whether you did or not and just when you thought it had taken maybe the last turn and you thought you knew it was going to end right at a certain point they added a little bit more yeah. you know and so uh i thought it was really good you got a good look at julianne moore was well she is pretty good in you know everything got a good look at her it was a good look for john lithgow i would have um liked to have seen him even more uh i love the young man who played his son yes uh, uh, justice, tom, he played yeah, tom. justice smith yeah. yes yeah mm -hmm. it, it really good and also sandy brianna middleton and and yeah and so those yeah. characters were really good so i i enjoyed it a lot i was surprised mm -hmm. you know i was surprised that i was surprised at the plot somewhat yeah and i was surprised at the diversity in that kind of setting yeah you know it yeah. was it was really good i enjoyed it a lot i too i'm going top shelf i'm going 8.5 okay okay all right so uh a little bit more pleasurable with the movies this week so that was good okay right. so we're gonna move on to uh, a couple of shows um that we've been watching and last of us ma is really really excellent Joel is reunited with his younger brother Tommy and Tommy is living in a settlement in Wyoming and he is prospering and he's with his partner Maria played by Rutina Wesley and everybody knows her from um, Queen Sugar and from True Blood. Yeah, she was and, Nova in, in uh, Queen Sugar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, 
she Maria we discover that Maria had a son that uh, passed away I think two days after Joel's daughter Sarah passed away um, but she is with child now Maria yeah yeah uh, and so it's definitely uh, interesting and Bella found out about uh, Joel what happened to Joel because you know losing his daughter because Joel always kept that to himself so it was really another really really good uh, episode. It's just there's always some sadness in pretty yeah. much every episode. This um, this well, what I thought was uh, what I thought was really um, a very uh, heartwarming was the attempt of uh, Joe's younger brother. Tommy. Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the the suggestion, not attempt, he didn't do it with Malice, but he suggested that Bella stay with them. Yeah. Because they lived in a nice community and they had everything. It was a very protected community and you know, of course they were limited, mm-hmm. but they had everything. It was pretty stable mm-hmm. and they had, you know, nice food, clothing, shelter. I saw an ATM machine. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. And yeah, they had a couple of anachronisms in there, you yeah, know, but uh, which yeah. is funny. But, you know, they've had really everything and the thinking is that it would have been more comfortable and safer for her as a young, you know, young girl, young lady growing yeah. up. But she did not want to separate from Joel. She was very upset at the thought of separating from Joel. Oh, gosh, Ma, I forgot what happened to Joel at the end of the episode since you mentioned that. Oh yeah, and and well, now we're confronted with what is going to happen with Joel. Now we're now we're confronted with that, but we don't even want to think the worst because we know it's not the worst unless it's going to series. It's going to well, end. no, it's renewed for season. You two. know, so we know, so we know we know that that she's gonna they're gonna go through some struggles which they have been struggling from the very beginning. Right. But um, but it's not going to be the demise of Joel. Whatever whatever is going on, he's yeah. going to recover from it. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 good good writing on top of your game for those writers. Excellent. Okay. And, the, and the actors, the actors are already off the chain. Yeah. He's already off the chain. He's yeah. already one of my favorites. So. Yeah, Pedro, he's doing his thing. And Mando was coming back. Mandalorian is coming back, actually, my, I think in a week or so. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I will be tuning in. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. And the second show uh, of the week that we wanted to talk about was BMF. And boy, BMF, they always have something going on. Uh, so, Meech and Terry return to Detroit with a new technique to get their product out. Lamar is still out killing everybody and nobody can seem to get him. And he's um, just a phantom. Uh, right. He's just a phantom killer walking around with a colostomy bag oh, on him. And, God, oh, just my gross. God. He's just disgusting. And you can, like, smell him before you see him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the father, Meech, what is the dad's name? He's a I cheat. forget. I forget. You know. Yeah. And for man. some reason, he can't, you know, resist the two-minute quickie sex with the with the what church member or whoever right. she is, right? And then uh, it's B. Mickey reveals to Meech that he's wired, so we're gonna see what is the fallout from that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else did I did I miss? Those are the things I can't. I can't, I can't really think of anything really major. Uh, and they're all just gunning for Lamar. Yeah. You know, they're all gunning for Lamar, but somehow another Lamar. Now Lamar has. A very vicious dog that he stole from someone. Yeah. And the dog is, of course, his best friend. And so now he's traveling with the dog. So when you see the dog, you know Lamar's there. And But for some reason, he's just a phantom. For some reason, he's right there. But he's he's another ghost. 
you know I mean I did you know th this part is just incredible to me this part is just absolutely incredible because he's staying in the same areas you mm -hmm. know who he's looking for and he's always alone he doesn't have anybody he's working with he's doing all these shootings himself right you know so I mean that part is a little bit incredible he might get one or even two but I mean it's like he has everybody terrorized and and you know as if people don't know where he is right. how he looks and you he's, know and he's him, just himself you know he doesn't so, have an army and right you know so that part is is mm, a little bit hard to take yeah you know and that they aren't looking for him harder is you know to me is just really uh very unusual because after he went to uh Meech's house you know Meech and Terry he went to you know visit their home and threaten the mother I can't believe they aren't putting more effort into looking for him I I know? agree so, I, I don't know I think that's a little you know a bit of a little issue yeah. in with the writing yeah but that part that, is a little bit incredulous so other, I, I don't know other than that um I'm enjoying the yeah. series yeah and oh it's yeah a lot and of we had the, oh did we mention we had the introduction of Monique uh, we did I think yeah that was like last week, week. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so. so so we we'll see how it goes, but uh, you know, but once again, riveting TV, and you you know, you will just enjoy almost every minute of it. Really good. Okay, um, so we're gonna talk about what's going on and with some celebrities. Okay, um, so Selena Gomez. What's going on, Selena, Selena Gomez is taking a break from social media, except TikTok, after some old photos resurfaced of fans. Trying to start a beef with her and, you know, Kylie Jenner and with Haley Bieber, the current wife of her ex, Justin Bieber. She says, I'm going to take a second from social media because this is a little silly and I'm 30. I'm too old for this. So my question to you is, Ma, do you think that celebrities should stop reading their comments? Uh, comments they receive, comments yes, about comments them. comments on social media. Oh, yeah. If it, if you, you know, if it's getting a little bit too toxic for you or you think it's negative, yeah, absolutely. You know, we all, we all like positive reinforcement. Nobody likes to hear a lot of criticism. Right. I don't care who you are. Nobody wants to hear all this negative talk. And, and some of it's true, some of it isn't. But uh, negative talk in general is just not good for anyone. Right. It's not good for our consumption. I think she's taking uh, the right tact, you know, to um, just simply, you know, just say I'm just going to take a step back and just not even deal with it. Well, um, I, you know, I think that social media has turned into something that we all we all know it didn't intend to be. Um, but, you know, just like you hear all the good praise and you start to believe it, you start to believe all the negative stuff. And so it's probably yeah. best that they have oh, their yeah. social media team intact and let, allow them to handle it because it, it is really draining. You know, even though these celebrities have a lot of money and a lot of resources, they're still people. They oh, still yeah. have feelings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And she's right to take a, a step back from it, you know, from yeah. her own mental health. Yeah, and, right. you know, and she has, and her physical health. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Good for you, so, Selena. And she's you the know? most, you know, she's the most followed woman yeah. in, on social media. Okay. So, yeah. so be it. So be it. Good for you, Selena. Good for you. Okay, so we're going to go on to something else my, that also uh, is well, really, really serious. Um, so I don't know if you heard of the basketball player Brandon Miller. Have you heard about this guy? He's in uh, Alabama. So he had a career night on Wednesday. He dropped about 41, well, not about, he dropped 41 points and scored the game-winning overtime basket against South Carolina. 
Now, he was allowed to play just one day after cops said he was connected to a murder case involving his now ex-teammate Darius Miles. So, many were questioning the decision to allow him on the court after police claimed he brought his former teammate the gun on January 15th, which ultimately was used to kill 23-year-old Jemiah Harris. And Jemiah Harris also was a mom. So, Ma, what are your thoughts about them allowing him to play? Brandon Miller is not going to face any time, you know, in jail or anything like that because, you know, it, because of the laws in Alabama, he did not shoot anyone. You know, he was in his car when the girl was shot. You know, seconds later, she was shot after the guy came in the car, got the gun. See, to me, I have an issue because if my friend or my teammate calls me and says, hey, I need you to bring my gun. I'm going to ask him why. Why do you need the gun? Right. right. And so that's just how the laws are in Alabama. They didn't they didn't punish him. The school didn't punish him. And he is right now he's facing no criminal charges. What are your thoughts on that? I'm not really sure. But if things are the way that you're explaining them to me, I don't understand how he isn't somehow an accomplice because he had to know that he was bringing the gun to his friend in order to do what he did. Yes. I'm not really sure. I don't I don't really understand that. What law would make him uh immune, you know, to you know, would just it just offer him impunity. Yes. I don't I don't really understand that. Uh and I don't know how he was not at least suspended from a game or two until they unraveled the whole thing. Right. Because it just happened so quickly. How could they have everything they need to know already? Well they said he's a cooperative witness. And, um, you know, I don't understand. It's not I, illegal. I, it's not illegal to carry a gun. Well, in well, you it don't w- need a permit well, in Alabama. Well, it wasn't that he was carrying the gun. It's that he gave the gun to somebody who committed a murder with it. Yeah, it's well, not. It says he never touched the gun and was not involved in ex- in its exchange, and never knew the illegal activity involving the gun would occur. That is what his attorney said. Oh well, I guess that I guess they can't prove otherwise. Correct. And we don't know otherwise, so I guess they felt basically he was innocent. And this is per TMZ. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess they felt that he was innocent, and maybe in fact he was. You know, I've heard of many people loaning their gun to this one, to that one, to the other one. The school did nothing to him. He's a star basketball player. He didn't get any suspension. Nothing. Well, if he didn't do anything illegal, then. I mean, what do you what many are you expert many experts say that had he not been a star basketball player, he may have been expelled. Okay, so that my thinking, my thinking is that d- during that interim period mm-hmm. between the time of the the crime occurred mm-hmm. and the investigation, mm-hmm. he should not have been playing or doing anything. Correct. If the investigation is complete mm-hmm. and he is exonerated, then he should be allowed to resume his normal and, activities. And also, my it's the state that he's in. Right. Probably would be I fine here in Texas, but you. New York, he wouldn't be fine. Okay. New Jersey, he wouldn't be fine. He would not he, be fine. He would fined. not be okay. When I oh, say fine, okay. I'm sorry. If he were in another state, he would be in trouble. If right. he was in New right. York, if right. he was in New Jersey, he would probably be facing some criminal charges. Right, right. 
that's what and, yeah. I, and I think the well, school should hold themselves up to a higher standard than yeah. that yeah and especially since he's a star athlete well you know what I'm saying is you know what I really believe is that if he has been exonerated and not the do we think the law should be different but if in accordance to their laws mm-hmm. which are supposed to be applied equally to everyone mm-hmm. if in accordance with their laws he's exonerated you know, or just, you know, they don't have any evidence against him, okay? Once the investigation is completed and he's found innocent of whatever, or they don't have enough information, you know, um, to charge him, you know, then he should go back to whatever his normal activities are. However, now you now that's a different question about should this even be the law? Should the laws be different? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother thing. Well, I'm asking you about the school. Should the school have allowed him to, to play? The school should not have allowed him to play if there was an active investigation. Right. Ma. The if school, the investigation don't you think was that the over. has a higher um, moral code, don't you think? Or you don't agree with that? I don't know because let me tell you why. Here's the problem. Okay. Not that the school shouldn't have a higher moral code. Mm-hmm. Here is the problem. What action could be taken against the school if the school made a decision that violated the law? Okay, don't think that the school doesn't have to comply with laws as well. Okay. Oh. Okay? That's the problem. If, in fact... The law says you you paid your your dues or you don't owe any dues or whatever the case is. Then the school, does the school have the authority to come in and say, well, no, no, it just, I I got it. It's just something about this just doesn't seem right. Well, a young, maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't. Mother is, is dead. Well, and and just well, the person who did it will will pay for the crime. Yes, I know, but the person who but killed it's all, will pay but for it's the all, crime. But it's I mean, it's about, not like he didn't kill her. But it's all about. I mean, it's not like he killed her. He didn't kill her. I know he didn't kill her. But if you, if I ask you, for and if a I live in, if I, but if I live and in a state where guns, to okay, where I'm at, pay. If I live in a gun, in a gun, in a state where guns are free flowing. I might have just asked you for one because I maybe didn't have the money to go buy one at the time or whatever, and I knew you already had one. But if really it's not a problem to get a gun, and I just happen to get one that's more accessible, which is yours, but if I live in a state where it is not difficult to get a gun, it's not difficult to get a gun, what kind of laws do you think they have? How, how, and he you mean like to, here? Right, like Texas, right. Okay. So what, what you know, how much uh, of an inconvenience could it have been for him to go get a gun from someplace else? He just asked for that one because that way he knew he had one. It was just right there. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he didn't have to spend any money or, or do too much to get it. That's all. It's not like that would have stopped him in a state where guns flow freely and you don't even need a permit. I think that he shouldn't, to answer the question, I think he shouldn't have played, and I think that he should be suspended for the rest of the season. 
uh, you know, the, the laws, I don't know about the laws, but as far as this viral, you know, an administration in the school, that's what I would do. Well, you got moral issues and you got legal issues, but sometimes there's an intersection between moral and legal mm -hmm. because, you know, the school may have taken that moral stance, but then they're looking at lawyers who maybe take a legal stance. Yeah, well, the family of the girl, though, is not happy. Okay, I'm, I'll leave Well, of course not because mm -hmm. they... It, feel that they know what happened, right, you know? Right. Of course they aren't happy. Their daughter's been murdered. Right. Of course not. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we can we can just move on. The whole thing is a tragedy. But they so. can never say if it hadn't been for this young man giving the gun to his friend, the daughter wouldn't have been dead because that's the state where you can get a gun like nothing. It's too... You, you, you follow me? You yeah. would have just got another gun. Yeah. Easily. So... Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to move on to um, someone who's just really very cuckoo these days. Um, Aaron Rodgers, according to a report from ESPN, Aaron Rodgers spent his four nights in isolation in a partially underground hobbit-like structure that was a 300 square foot and devoid of light. The room had a queen bed, a bathroom, and a mat on the floor. The place did come with power, though, and had lights that could be turned on inside the room. Mm. Which, of course, defeats the purpose because he's a spiritual guru. Right. Anyway, Ma, uh, what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? Do you think that the media gives him too much attention? Yes. Yes, the media does give him too much attention. And, uh, you know, to me, he should just really stay there. Don't come out. Stay there. Well, he's, he wants to collect his $59 million that he is owed. No. You don't need $59 million to live in a, a hole in the ground. Stay there. You know, stay there. They, You know, really and truly, they shouldn't even uh, publicize this. I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers. I you really know, am. just that you are this much of a fool... <laughs> that you are bothering people with that. You're not David Blaine. You're not a talented uh, magician, you know, uh, unless you do your magic out there on the football field and this year it looked like your magic failed, okay? You sound just like a complete fool. Just stay there. Stay there, okay? They got cave people, mole people, <laughs> underground people. And most of them have serious mental health and, and substance abuse issues and, and other things that make them want to hide from people. Most of them are not millionaires. But you know what? Stay there, Aaron Rodgers. If your mind tells you to do that, that's the same mind who told you don't get vaccinated too, right? Okay? <laughs> Just stay there, okay? If you want death, to come to you. And I'm going to also suggest stop eating. Don't bring any food or anything down there either. You don't need food, you don't need light, and definitely don't drink water. And just stay there, okay? And then we'll be finished with stories about Aaron Rodgers. That's what I have to say for him. Oh, gosh. Okay, I, you said it. I, yeah, I don't have anything else to add except I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers. And I used to be a big fan. All right, bye. Let's talk about somebody who uh, felt the wrath of the beehive. Uh, so, Stephanie Mills. Longtime fans of Stephanie Mills, they all know that she got her big break as Dorothy uh, in the Tony Award winning Broadway show musical, The Wiz. Yes. So Stephanie was being quizzed about her feelings over the outsting nearly 50 years later, you know, when Diana Ross got the role in The Wiz on TV. Yes. And they asked her, um, 
you know, do you compare it to Diana, to uh, Ross, to Beyonce before Beyonce? And she says, I don't think you can compare Beyonce to Diana Ross. I consider Beyonce to be hip hop. I consider Diana R&B and pop. I consider Diana royalty. Later in the interview, Stephanie doubled down on her perception. She said, Diana is the epitome of beauty and class to me. Uh, she said before sharing, I see Beyonce more like hip hop than anything. I still think she's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. It's just two different generations. It's totally different to me. So uh, what do you think about that, Ma? Out of pocket or on the money, Stephanie Mills? I think uh, somewhere in between because it is two different generations. They are very different. Uh uh, they are very different, but however, if you would talk about within uh, in in Diana Ross's generation, mm -hmm. she was the queen bee, and then. Uh, Beyonce's generation, she's the queen bee. Right. So why is it so, not? Why is it a problem to compare the two? Well, I don't think it's anything. I didn't say that. She said that. Well, I I'm asking say, you. Well, I don't think it's a problem to compare the two. I think they're very similar within their different generations. That's all. Well, well, Stephanie didn't feel that way. So be it. We haven't heard from Stephanie in a while. Let her say what she want to say. She's getting some buzz. Well, people were mad at her. Oh, please. Do you think she was out of the pocket or on the money with that? No, I, I don't think she was out of pocket. I just don't agree with her. I don't think she was, you know, just straight up wrong or malicious or anything like that. Was. I think she Well, maybe she was. I didn't think that. I just don't agree with her spin on it. I just don't agree with the way she's looking at it. Who, who looks at Beyonce as hip-hop, though? Who, who does that? You know, am I you am know. I wrong about that? Like, well, well, it, no, I I kind of agree with you with that too. I think that was just a way of trying to express that it's a different time and a different generation. I think she just miscommunicated maybe what she intended. You know, I don't think she meant any disrespect. I think she just had a wrong kind of spin on it. I mean, you know, Diana Ross was doing everything they did at that time, mm -hmm. you know, and Beyonce is doing everything they do now. Uh, Beyonce you know. was in a girl group. Right. Okay. And she then, is and, obviously and, and, not and, in a girl group. And then she went solo. Right. Solo. Uh, yeah, she's done yeah, all genres. Yes, and she yes, just put out yes. uh, like a disco album. And so did Diana Ross do and, disco uh, Beyonce just showed more body only because it's a different time and they show more body. Yeah, but Diana Ross you know. showed skin, you know, for what they were working with back then. No? Not not too much. Because only because they didn't show too much okay. at that time. Gotcha. She did what they did. Gotcha. You know, what they did, did. And and I'll tell you a little known thing. Only people who really know Diana Ross really well knows Diana Ross was a good dancer. She was a real good dancer. Like, you know, you see the little choreography with her singing, mm -hmm. but on her own she was a real good solo dancer and there's a couple of clips where there's have one of her where she's just doing african dance and it's just her and the music just oh. diana and oh yeah she was a real good dancer oh okay. you know yeah uh so although then things were just much more subdued period you know and it was more ladylike, and or what they call back in the sixties and seventies, because that's well, what it she. Was. I'm not. I don't know the song "Upside Down," and she's talking about a man cheating on her. I don't that's, think that's, that's very ladylike. That's different, and that was 
later in her career. And so is that later in Beyonce's too. Yeah. As a so okay, but you can't. The Upside Down was like a almost an anomaly. That wasn't really her thing when she was hitting her stride. And oh, and that wasn't her thing when she was with the Supremes. It was love, baby. But love. that's what and I'm saying about I love okay. Go, All right, I'm gonna. And I hear a symphony, you know, and it, it was that kind of thing, you know, and the bouffant hair and the, but, all this hair. Okay, know. so okay, Leslie, you and I just say okay. She's all those things. Everything, I think that it was everything fine. It was, I saying, think it was a everything, fair comparison. Everything you said, I think it was a fair comparison. And I too. think that Stephanie Mills and I think was you're, not right. I she think, was on shape. I think it was a fair comparison. I think that is a hundred percent correct. And I think they both have done and did everything. And Beyonce is just still young and she, you know, is still doing everything. You know, uh, absolutely. There's there's a lot of similarities between the two of them. Totally. From the girl group to the solo group to going on into the family and, you know, still doing the thing and all that. There's a lot of similarities. Okay. And in some ways, Beyonce, I won't go too much into it, but in some ways, Beyonce actually was more ladylike as far as... Uh, you know, marriage and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. Mom. Well, I mean, right. I mean, come on. Cool okay. What it is. All right. Come well, on. I don't want to talk about that. That's oh, come on. Thing. For years, she had people going and she was denying Barry Gordy was Rhonda's father. Okay. Stop it. Okay. Okay. All right, Rock. So, your other friend. Okay. Who? Oh, who is this person? Okay. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Oh, no. A juicy report. I don't want to hear nothing bad about Russ. Okay, on the Atlantic claims that Russell Wilson tried to get his coach Pete Carroll and the general manager John Snyder fired. The team traded Russ, obviously, to Denver, and he brought along a quarterback coach, personal support staff, and took a very active role in designing plays and compiling scouting reports and running film sessions. And worst of all, he had his own personal office, okay? So... He hired and he fired and then hired another PR person. Ma, what do you think about Russ? Do you think I think that, two things. Okay, go ahead. Do you think that Russ is a little too much? Yes. Do you think that we have a clouded image of, of him because he is with Sierra? No. No? No. Okay. I think Russ is pampered. Okay. Okay. He is uh, as many of them are. In his position, I think he's very pampered mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, self-absorbed. You know, I think he was wrong. I think he was being very self-indulgent for bringing on his own coach and whatever he had apart from, you know, his team. Yeah. Uh, I think he was, you know, self-indulgent and, and wrong and not a team player by doing that. Correct. I think those things were wrong. And I think most of all, Russ needs to, to get his groove back and Russ needs to start playing football again okay and that's what i think and you know do i think he was wrong for doing those things of course he was wrong i definitely think russ was out of pocket for everything i'm hoping that he you know i still like russ i hope that he redeems himself and i hope that he realizes that he is just like everybody else except he can normally play football better than most people but last season he played worse than everybody else right and and that's the focus right and you can't Play worse than everybody else and try to act like you're better than everyone else. That's right. So that's right. Let's see. I'm hoping. You, you, hey, you can't be big and small at the same time. So you know. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that Russ gets it together. And he will. 
don't know. Come on, Russ. Okay. All right, that's all right. right. All right, so some more news on the Super Bowl halftime show. So, Rihanna's show. The Federal Communications Commission received 103 complaints about the Super Bowl broadcast. And nearly all of them concerned Rihanna's halftime performance. Many of the complaints said that Rihanna's lyrics and performance were way too sexualized. I don't care what someone worships, but children shouldn't be exposed to pornography. And as an adult, I didn't wish to see it, one viewer wrote. Where has decency gone? How about respect for others and self? Most of the complaints were directed towards Rihanna's background dancers, some viewers said they felt the dancers made gestures that were, were patently offensive and completely inappropriate for children. However, she received uh, the majority of her feedback was positive from LeBron James, JJ Watt, and Donovan Mitchell, and Kevin Durant praising the show. What's the question, daughter? What is the question? Were these people out of pocket, these complainers? They were totally out of pocket. Those little uh, spacemen outfits they had on, that is ridiculous. Imagine if she would have dressed like I'm she telling dressed. you, there was nobody <laughs> exposed. And whatever gestures they made, that was that was their own personal interpretation. Right. Because I saw everything there and I didn't see anything that I thought was at all sexual. In fact, the biggest complaint is that it wasn't sexy enough because Rihanna was covered up from head to toe when she was pregnant. Right. And so... Uh, that was the biggest complaint that they, it was not sexy really? and and pornography. What pornography is that that you've been looking at? Uh, you know, writers. What pornography? The, what what people generally view as pornographic has to do with uh, sex acts, exposing uh, certain body parts and and certain right. behaviors. What in there was pornographic? And, and a, a two or three year old baby could have looked at that and probably would have enjoyed it because of the outfits that they had on. <laughs> and then the last time I saw Rihanna, she was floating on a platform, right. elevated above everything. Right. It, it, it was no and, nothing pornographic in any of it. And it's funny because. And in a pair of red overalls. Right. I don't understand what they were talking about because we just saw a picture of Rihanna celebrating her birthday and she was dressed way more sexy yeah short yep. cleavage yep. the legs thighs <laughs> out and everything and and but and it was very pretty yeah, it was she a looked cute, very nice. cute it was yeah. a cute little uh, you know dress and oh. what on earth are you talking about if anything it was the uh, opposite of anything pornographic Total oh opposite. You, you, she could have worn that outfit going and walked into any church and had on that outfit. Only it was a little bit too casual for church, but oh well, my depends goodness! Depends on which church. Uh, yeah, it depends there. on. Yeah, absolutely. There was nothing pornographic in there. There was there was nothing sexy or sexual about anything up there. Right. The complaints was it wasn't sexy enough. You know that how about? Let complaint. me tell you. You should have said something about the the football players when you see the <laughs> imprints of their genitalia in their outfits. They're more pornographic. You know, you can see bonus a mile wait, away. Wait a minute, what about the cheerleaders? About uh, please, please. How about the cheerleaders? 
that's, oh that's just that's just a vaginitis city right there. It's just just nothing but that. I mean, I can't believe that you were saying this about the halftime show. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Well, that's what they said, but I don't know. Oh, that's ridiculous. All right, let's okay. But so let's move on to a couple of reality shows. The first one, I know you're not going to spend much time talking about because I don't think you're too much of a fan. Perfect Match on Netflix is hosted by Nick Lachey. And it's a series of about compatibility challenges and matchups from reality personalities who were mainly on Netflix. Although I don't think Dom was on Netflix. He was on the actually maybe he was on Netflix. From uh, Love Is Blind, The Mole, Too Hot to Handle, The Circle, Twenty uh, Somethings, and Austin. And you have uh, Francesca, Dom, Chase, Chloe, Damien, Bartice, Inez, Will, Izzy, Sama. You know, I thought it was, um, you know, messy um, reality, uh, what you call it, uh, ratchet TV, and I was enjoying it until a couple of things happened. One of the things is that I noticed is that the black women that they have brought on the show, they did not set them up for success. They brought on women either late on the show or they didn't have any... Uh, men on there who would be compatible with them and the guys that they brought on the show for the most part have been extremely um unappealing maybe not so much physically but mentally and just you know just their maturity levels uh Bartise, um you know Shane he's very immature the guy Mitchell uh you know I like Dom but Dom is emotionally uh fragile uh, look, who did I say? Damien? I don't know about what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, well, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, trash, <laughs> you know, just a bunch of trash, just a bunch of insincere, uh, horn dog, uh, men, and a bunch of goofy ass and half semi horny women, uh, trying to be on TV. The end. <laughs> what, what are you? <laughs> hooch, I give it a hooch. <laughs> Okay, you only need to watch it if you just feel like sitting down wasting time. If you just feel like, you know, like really not watching TV at all. If you don't want to be intellectually engaged, turn it on. And that's what will happen. Oh, gosh. Well, I was enjoying it, like I said, better than you were. And then it made me mad the last couple of episodes. So Just ridiculous. That's... Just totally ridiculous. <sighs> all right. Every night, pick a different person to go to bed with. <laughs> If you don't have a hookup, go home. <laughs> really great. It's got to be the worst of all of them. I mean, the rest of them do is, is attempt to pretend to try to get to know somebody. <laughs> but this one every damn night. I mean, how much of a whore can they all be? The men and the women. Whore, whorish men and whorish women. I would, you know, and no rules. You go just go to bed with them. Go make sure you go to bed with them, okay? So that's it. I don't know if they're actually having sex with Dedicate. We don't know the door. Well, 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 we know that we know that they aren't prohibited from having sex. Oh, that's true. Yes. Go to bed. You're yeah, right. Yeah, just mm -hmm. go in the room with them and then whatever y'all do, that's what y'all do. Oh gosh, my you're too too funny. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about perfect match. All right, well, let's be sure to find true love like that. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, my married at first sight, ma. So let's start with our first couple, Chris and Nicole, ma. I'll, I'll let you start with them. Chris and Nicole. Uh, okay. 
Chris and Nicole. Um, Chris seems like a nice guy. But Chris has been apparently very wounded and is really, really, really being very cautious. Or he's not as into Nicole as we had hoped. One or the other or a combination. Because at his suggestion, they're renewing their leases for nine months after the, uh, the show is ended. Mm -hmm. Because... Rather than to just move in together, they want to tread very lightly mm -hmm. and see how it goes. So nine month extension. I don't know where they live, but we all know that you can renew a They're lease. They're in Nashville. Okay, so we all know in most places you can renew a lease for as a short short term renewal for three months, right. six months. Right. But he opted for closer to the, a year. Right. He opted for nine months and. Nicole reluctantly went along. Yeah, and she, yeah, like you said, she was very, she was against it, but she didn't want to rock the boat. Right. And that's not good. And and she's already starting off wrong, wrong, wrong. And even back to the thing about the dog, she was supposed to be concerned and caring and accommodating, but not overly accommodating. Not accommodating to the point that it's her dog who's always in exile mm -hmm. and his dogs are always in the house. Yeah. So they have to balance that out too. I'm not really too sure how that's working out. I think there's a disparity right there. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't need to really, when you give more than you get, you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay? You don't have to be giving the same things, but it's supposed to balance out. Yeah. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I think things are, you know, uh, starting to be out of balance with the two of them. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about this relationship. I thought that this would probably be the most stable because, you know, they seem to be getting along well. But Chris has shown a couple of signs to me that give me pause. One is with the dogs because yeah. he was he was a little bit overly emotional. Like, of course you love your dogs, but he should have had a, a sensible conversation with her. It wasn't to me when he was crying, hysterical like that. I thought that maybe one of the dogs passed away or yeah. somebody passed away. I didn't yeah. know it was the thing of, you know, I'm doing this, ex I don't want to say experiment, I'm in this uh, marriage and, you know, we have to have this until two months where we're going to be away. He should have been thinking about that. He should have known, you know, from the beginning what was going to happen with his dogs. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know because he didn't know he was going to marry. And then even he was making too he much of it. Too, right, and, right. And, you know, and then this thing about him not wanting to move in with Nicole after the show is an issue. And you know what, Ma? Did you, I don't know if you picked it up. They've already had sex, which yeah. is, you know, yes. good or bad. yes. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know because did he get okay. what he wanted and he's lost a little bit of interest. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Well, the other piece of it is that um, they've already had sex and it seems as if he just sort of all of a sudden mentioned that this thing that he really wasn't too anxious to just move in right away. Mm -hmm. He they hadn't been talking about it. It's he sort of took her by surprise mm -hmm. when he said that to her because she had been thinking in terms of them moving together after right. you know. And then he's just sort of hit her. With, I don't know if he'd been thinking that all along or if as he gets to know her better, he's starting to be more reluctant mm -hmm. to move in. 
you know, or if he's just being, you know, extra cautious because he's had bad experiences. I don't know. But don't forget, he jumped in. He didn't marry those other people, whatever right. the experiences were. So, right. I, I don't know. I'm starting to look at him sideways. I'm really not too sure where yeah. he's coming from. And I, and I don't like that because I really believe that this was, like, the best chance for any of the marriages surviving. And Nicole seems to be much more of an open book. Oh yeah. So yeah, and um, you, know, you know she looks like she really wants to be married. You yeah, know, she, like she's yeah. taking this very serious. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to um Kirsten and Shaq, and I don't really care about this couple anymore because Kirsten, she said that oh well, there's really no uh attraction there. Right. When Pastor Cal asked, was there any attraction? She goes, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Words to that to that effect. Yeah. And Shaq said. Oh, well, but I think there is. Oh, you think it is, but I think it's not. So how is it? How does that work out? If one of us thinks there's no attraction, there's no attraction. There's no attraction, right. That, you know? That's just it. And I like Shaq, but that was just real foolish. Well, you know what? That. And see but, th- but see, but then to me, that's insulting to the audience because Shaq is not a fool. He knows better than that. Right. Why he's opting to say that, to play it, play it up and play it out like that, I don't know. Yeah. Okay? And let me tell you something. I don't care, you know, how anybody looks or this or that. He's only known this woman at the point that we were viewing the, the show, mm-hmm. not even two weeks. Okay? Well, now, wait a minute. It was like nine or ten days. Okay? That's what it said. Yeah. You know? He is because they're just back from the honeymoon. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. so now, so now wait a minute. How much in love did you fall in that amount of time? Well, he's not in love with her. Well, well, then what is your, what, you, what is this and story? And you know they haven't had sex. They haven't even Right. Kissed. They have not even had a kiss. So what is, why is everything all right? And you said early on, you knew it was a problem when she didn't want to kiss you. You said that in the confessional. Yeah. Okay. Now you backed away from all that. Now everything is la, 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 la. What's going on? Shaq, are you trying to stay on TV? Or are you trying to make it to some of the other shows? Or are you trying to figure out how you're going to tap into even bigger money than you already made? What, what's up? Shaq, you have another agenda. No way the way she's behaving is okay with him. To me, he's looking beyond her. To I me, he, so. to me, for sure. For, this man is not a fool. Well, you know, this what, man knows. He knows what, better you, than that. You know, one of my friends. Look how he is. Look at his personality. You know, he's had. You know. No, I know. What one of my friends said is, I, I agree with her on about Kirsten. That Kirsten thinks that she's uh, better looking than she is. Not that she isn't attractive. But her, she's confused about, you know... How many other thousands of people, hundreds of yes. thousands of people look as good and better than uh, her. Right, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and guess what? I don't care how good you look. How do you treat me? Right. How do you make right. me feel as a person? Is this what you bring it? And, I'm you know, oh, I don't want to touch you. Oh, I don't want to kiss you. I'm telling you. Listen, listen. I'm telling you, Shaq, Shaquille is looking beyond her. Oh. I don't know. He totally is. He's not stupid. He's not stupid. He's sophisticated. He's polished. And you see how he parted everything. You see he's been around. You see, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. And he just seen people that look as good and better than her 50 times over. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. And how many men do you see, no matter how they look, they got women looking all kind of ways. Oh, all kind yeah. of fun. Okay? Oh, because sure. there's so much into what it takes to make a person. Right. And he's got 
all those, he's loaded with all those other elements. Yeah. You know, so uh-uh. He's looking beyond her. I hope so, Mom. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you he's looking beyond her for whatever else is his agenda. Okay. He doesn't think that's okay, what she's saying and the way she's acting. He, he doesn't care. Okay. He can smile. He's looking beyond her. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. since you're saying that, Ma, I'm going to flip it to another couple, and I want to know why you feel differently about this couple. Okay. So, Jasmine and Aries. Now you you say that Jasmine is do 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 a little you know too naive or too subservient and everything. Why don't you think that she's looking for something beyond Aries? Because we know Aries is not attracted to her. He said it several times, and he and he finally came out and just you know said it to her and said it to Pastor Cal and everything. Why don't you think that this uh, beauty pageant uh, queen? Why don't you think that she's looking for bigger and better things? Because she hasn't shown, uh, because she hasn't demonstrated that she has depth to her personality. Shaq is sophisticated, going for his PhDs, and he let her know, I'm going over here to do my thing for school, Mm -hmm. and either you coming with me, and we get to Jamaica tomorrow. He he didn't like... He's like, you know, yeah, we, we'll get there, but I'm over here. I, I'm finishing off my thing for my PhD or whatever he was doing. Yeah. Okay? No. And she went with him. Okay? And okay. she went with him. Okay. Okay? And that was very revealing about her. Okay. And that lets you know, too, if he put his foot down. Okay? Okay. Because he put, and she didn't, and I wouldn't have even gone with him. Okay. And I would consider myself well, reasonable. The, the listeners okay. didn't know okay. what that right. was that right. you did. Okay. Was stare down. You okay. 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 So, but anyhow, but 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 Jasmine comes in, I'm a beauty queen. Yeah. yeah. You know, she comes in with all those kind of little bit old-fashioned values and stereotypical yeah. kind of thinking. So she's, oh, you want me to peel a grape for you? Uh-uh. Want me to massage your feet? Uh-uh. I want to be a good wife. You know, she comes in presenting herself that way. Yeah. So that's why I kind of think that way. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. She's, um, she's a little too easy. Yeah. Other, other, other women would not behave that way. Mm-hmm. You know, many other women would, even if they had been beauty pageant contestants and so forth, mm-hmm. still wouldn't because they would have been using that beauty pageant as a means to some other end. But she is falling right into every kind of stereotype. You know, and who and why does Aries think that he is just so so much hot stuff? Guess what? Guess what? What? Shout shout out and R.I.P. to Kevin Samuels. Aries, you are average at best. Yeah, you are average at best. Yeah. Okay, hear it, feel it, and know it. Average at best. I do not like Aries. I just don't. I don't like him either. I wish better for Jasmine. I wish so much better I, for her. I, I don't either. But you know what? It's gonna be better for her because she's not gonna be with him because he's for the streets and he's gonna be back out there in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and and with that incestuous cousin, they're gonna be he's gonna be right back out there. Yeah, I wonder if that's really his oh, cousin. Oh, who knows? But he need to not even own up to it. All right, another troubled couple, Gina and Clint. Gina refused to even move in with Clint. You had to remind me because I guess I must have missed where she never got convinced to move in with Clint. That's just a wrap. They're just on. I don't know why they're even still on the show. I saw Gina on the after party uh, last week, I think it was, with um, 
what's her name? Keisha. Keisha. Yeah. Well, Keisha and and uh, by the by the way, good luck to Keisha. She's with child and she's looking good and she does a good job uh, as the hostess on this um, after party thing. And Gina was so nasty, not willing even to you know show any kind of contrition regarding what she said about uh, Clint being a ginger and gingery and and so forth. And she was very nasty. And they were coming for her on that show. Mm-hmm. That everybody was coming for her, and she just sort of acquiesced a little bit, mm-hmm. but she didn't give a genuine, just straight up apology or anything. Mm-hmm. She did not. She did not. She was very nasty. And I was surprised, you know, because she wasn't in the middle of an argument with him. She was on, on the band. They were having drinks on the show and everything was friendly, you know. And she just came across real nasty when it came to her attitude about Clint. Yeah. Not overall, but when it came to her attitude toward him. She was very nasty. She had a nasty attitude. And, and I was not surprised when she didn't want to move in with him. I was not surprised. I don't know if she has that kind of, if she really feels that vulnerable having to do with her less than perfect body because guess what? His is not perfect either. You know, so if we're going to go at it, me and him would just be going at it. But I'm not going to just carry that forever, forever. If you say you're sorry, let me let it go. I don't want to hear it anymore. And I don't think that it was anything so much wrong with her body. I think that, you know, you nobody is perfect, like you said. And I think that's just the issue. And you don't need to start calling out other people. Right. Because you got to look in the mirror when you do that. There you go. Well, you know, it's her own sensitivity. And I don't think she's gotten over it. And But more to the point, let me just be completely candid, okay? Which I really always am. Let me be 100% more explicit. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just not into him. When she said about this gingery and all that, she meant that. She says, I don't like a gingery man. I don't like all those fair. I like a dark hair. Dark. I like dark, you know, mm-hmm. features on a man. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because you know and I know there's certain type of people, if, if it would have been the same man and he came showing up there looking like, a, what's his name, Joe Mangello or somebody like that, you know, yeah. uh, with all this, you know, sexy, hairy and built and tall and dark and all that, mm-hmm. he could have called her lumpy, bumpy and dumpy and she would have been over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgive you. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it came from him and he looks a little pale and fair and everything, not looking all so virile to her. Well, that's so how she problem. feels, and well, she, well, she that's was that, 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 because that's I, exactly cause, right. Because I, I stand by. I think that he was attracted to her in the beginning. I think so too, and I think that she. I think did, so too, and I think that she was so mean and rude to I, where she's just taking it somewhere where she just shouldn't. I'll go so far as to say I think he still is attracted because he's still willing to uh, take it to the end. Yeah. And he said he would. He's a man of his word. He said he would, you know, follow the program, you know, and uh, and he's willing to do that. But I don't think he and likes he would her. Do that. Well, he he definitely likes her a lot less. <laughs> I mean, could, could you blame him? You know, he definitely likes her a lot less, but she is the one. And even when Pastor Cal, you know, tried to encourage them to, you know, Gina in particular to move in together, mm-hmm. she said, well, he's, you know, she was like, no, he was like, well, what do you want to do? Is it over now or whatever? Then she goes, well, I'll keep trying, but she, but she'll keep trying, but yet she's not moving in. So what is it different? 
what, what is the thing? What are you trying? Right. You know, uh, I'm hoping that they change the show's format or do something and just let them know if you're not going to go by the rules or either change the rules mm-hmm. to the show in terms of cohabitation or if you're not going to cohabitate, then you just need to be off screen. You need to be off camera. Well, well Mana, you need to flip it to the last couple, which is Dominique and McKinley. Same thing. And they're not, uh, Dominique refuses to move in with McKinley. Well. They, they have a very bad relationship. But terrible. Dominique can't terrible. stand anything that he has to do. And, and uh, McKinley is starting to feel it and probably is not handling her. In, a, in the best way possible. And I think that for somebody who is young, like Dominique, 25, she was under the impression that she was going to get a more established older guy. Mature older, guy. Mature, right, right. You know? Yeah, sure. And um, he doesn't know where he and wants she, to live. And she gets a man who is b- b- almost homeless, mm-hmm. living in his friend's basement and or then, something. And then he sound, to me, he sounded really crazy when he said, oh, I have a very uh, successful business or my business is doing well. Okay, your business is doing well. Is it doing well enough for you to get an apartment? Why, why, what right. does that mean? Then why didn't, why didn't you get an apartment at least short term? Right. Now, I've heard people say things like, oh, yeah, he just moved there for the show. Well, why didn't you move there? You moved there for the show. Why did you move in with friends? Why right. didn't you get an apartment? You can get an extended no, stay. No, well, he was supposed to be there before the show started. I, I know that, but whatever the duration, Roger. he could have got an extended stay hotel. He got. He could have gotten a three month lease, a six month lease. He could have did whatever he needed to do. He didn't have to move in with his friend in his friend's basement. Yeah, is all that I'm saying. Yeah, I don't and know that's why what she resented. There. I don't understand why he moved there. He's just. I, I I don't know what that move means. I don't know what that is. You know, I don't I don't understand what that move means, and I don't know how his business, how he runs his business. Is it because something he didn't move do? there because of the show? Because the show travels. I don't know. Well, maybe he wanted to be near, convenient for wherever they are now, Nashville, wherever they are. You no, know, he I moved there before he got on the show. Well, I don't know what he did. All I'm saying is he didn't really move to his own place. Why did he move in with friends is the well, point. why? I want to know. I don't know. That's what she wants to know. <laughs> That's the problem. She wanted to know why the hell did you? And do she that? wasn't even attracted to him from the beginning anyway. Didn't she give him like a she, well, you know, know that smile she had. She keeps that goofy smile on her face. Yeah, you know right. she's yeah. like, oh yeah? yeah, oh you yeah. know she has that really silly look on her face. Yeah. But uh, and she complains twenty four seven. She's very whiny and complains all the time. But you know, quiet as is kept, she's just not into him. Yeah. So so be it. So, you know, like I said, they need to change the show and, then, you know, because pretty soon you're going to have no damn body there. By the end of the eight weeks, see, you know, they're going to be looking, what happened to these couple? What happened to that couple? You know, and it's I don't ridiculous. I like how they're doing it, you know, and like pass the cow, you know, and I like pass I know, but he keeps telling them that, you know, things are going to be great <laughs> or when they practically hate each other. They're like, what the... Kill each other and get away from me. Don't touch me. This woman can't even peck her uh, husband on the, on the lips at the <laughs> altar. And he's going, you could be a power couple. Or you could be, what is he going? Oh, you could be great. Oh, you have everything right there. <laughs> and the man is going, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not attracted to her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, oh. Then he said, wait, but is she attractive? 
Well, well, wait a minute. Well, what did you? Well, well, Jasmine, what did what did you want him to do? What did you want Aries to do, Jasmine? Did you want him to, to rip your clothes off? Yes, I did. I don't know why. And, and Aries is like, yeah, no, that's why. I feel bad. Yeah, I feel real bad. You know, if I didn't rip him off in Jamaica, right. I don't know. I could have I mean, made a video over in Jamaica. Oh, I don't know what happened. It just didn't make any sense. Oh, God. And and, and, and they're holding hands. Yeah. And they're the only, by the way, and the only couple that did have <laughs> the only couple that did have sex, and, now the man is and, 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 now, and now he's like, nah, I'm re-upping my, <laughs> my lease. I'm not giving up my apartment. <laughs> you can come visit sometime <laughs> on the weekend. Oh, oh no, I feel bad. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's this guy. This has got to be like their worst season they for matches. We've been saying that. No, but it gets worse every time. But last season, nobody ended up with each other either. They wound up breaking yeah, up. Yeah, but more people stayed together for the eight weeks. <laughs> These people can't even make it. They can't make it to two weeks. That's day nine. When the show came on, they say day nine. Uh, you know, they're not even two <gasps> weeks together and they all looking for other places to live. Wait a minute. And how bad is it that I could get a rent free apartment for two months? I won't even stay there. <laughs> nice apartments and everything. Yeah. And I won't even stay there because you happen to be there. Yeah. Now that's bad. That is really that is, bad. That's bad. So I d I don't know. Married at first sight. I you know, I don't know how they lasted all these years. I don't know either. Cause it's they, getting worse. It, like it, every it, it, you know, I remember when it first came out and I saw like the first couple episodes, I said, This thing is not gonna be on the air for long because these people did not get along. And it's so funny and they, they managed to you know, limp along for all these years and people love it. Mm-hmm. I still watch it too, obviously. You but know, the so. last few seasons oh, have boy. not been good. It's like they picking. It's like they are purposely choosing people that don't have anything in common and yeah. don't want to be together. You know. Okay. So, oh well. Okay, we'll see how it goes. My three things that made you smile: the sun, the stars, and the moon, as always. Well, um, I'm excited about the SAG Awards, guys. Uh, that's coming up. And I also am looking forward to March Madness, if only for the brackets. And I want to give a shout out to this young guy, Gabriel uh, Carruthers. Uh, he's making history becoming the youngest black pilot in the state of New Mexico at the ripe old age of 17. So I want to give a shout oh, out to him. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So, Ma, is there anything that you want to tell people? No, I want to tell go? everybody stay safe, stay woke. And take care of yourself. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also All Things Face You. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour, All Things Face You. Like Ma said, everyone be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.